This is Travel Better Podcasts, episode 18, Ski Utah Powder. I'm your host, Leslie Lello, and it's time to get going, so sit back, hit that cruise control, and enjoy the show. It's getting cold out there, at least where I am. It is chilly and fall in New Jersey, and... I went to a meetup group this week, and it was in New York City, and it was a mega ski group meetup. So it was a bunch of different little meetups going to a giant meetup, uh, and it was all about skiing. And that got me all fired up for the ski season and playing in the snow. So that's why today I'm going to be talking about skiing in my favorite place. I have several favorite places to ski. I've spoken a little bit about Vermont, though, that in another podcast, though, that was not the focus of that podcast. It'll probably, probably will be coming up. But I'm going to talk about Utah today because that is one of my favorite, favorite places to ski. I love powder. I love the mountains there. And it's just, it makes me so happy to go there when I have the opportunity. So I went to this meetup group and I got all woohoo ski ski season and and this is actually early for me but I have been really stoked for this season cuz I actually might know where I'm going to be uh settling for the winter maybe and that means I'll know where my skis are and I'll be able to go take some some ski trips and have my good equipment with me cuz you know like skiing I haven't spoken about it recently or a lot because it's been summertime but it's really my bag It's like one of my travel things along with spa travel and pet travel, road trips, solo travel. So it would, it'll probably come up a lot as I go over the winter time. I'm going to be talking about skiing a lot, uh, which makes me happy and I hope it makes you happy. But I can also cover some fun stuff to do that's not part of the skiing thing. There's always fun stuff to do if you have a family that goes skiing but you're not a skier or some of you're a skier, but you have people who don't like it. I mean, there's always stuff to do around these places that isn't skiing. So that is my uh, little intro here. So one of the ski groups was going to Brighton and we started talking about Brighton and that got me all fired up about Utah and Utah is known for its powder. And I have to say, every time I've been there, it doesn't disappoint. Now, you go east, and we're known for hard pack. You go over to California, which I'll probably do a show on, that kind of skiing. And I've actually heard uh, Utah people in Colorado refer to it as Sierra Sludge. Because it's really, you get a lot of snow, but it's really heavy, especially at the end of the day. But Utah, it stays light and fluffy, and it's so big. The mountains are so huge that you just... Uh, it doesn't end up in giant mount, heavy mounds like on in California and or even in the East Coast. So I've skied Utah many times, and that's a big yay. I have skied Utah. It's usually the same uh, three mountains, the big ones, and which I'll get into. Uh, the last time, unfortunately, I was with someone who got injured, so I became very familiar with Salt Lake City, which is a cool town. Well, I'm not going to say a cool town. I was comfortable there. It's laid out like a grid. It's pretty simple. I am sad that I had to be there for so long. 
the hospital there is very nice. They have solo rooms in case anybody wants to spend a week in a hospital. I don't wish that on anybody, but um, it was after a very delicious week of skiing. So getting just, let's start with Salt Lake City. That's where you'll fly into. That's where you hope it's not going to be snowing like crazy because you have to land in a plane. And that is always a potential when you're up in the Rockies. Uh, but when you get there, basically Salt Lake City is surrounded. It's like this flat area surrounded by all these ski resorts. And some of them are little and some of them are for locals and some of them are really, really, really big. So you could stay in Salt Lake City. They do have a hostel there. It was really weird. I'm not going to name it. Very weird place. I stayed there one night and got the heck out of there. I will say there is that whole Mormon thing permeating everything. And I like Mormons. Uh, and I thought it was a beautiful city. And it wasn't, uncom again, it wasn't uncomfortable for me. So I just made the most of it. But so there is that whole Mormon element there, but it really doesn't permeate that much unless you want to go drink like a fish on a Sunday, then you're kind of screwed. But and I'm sure you could probably figure out how to do it anyway. But uh so that's that's Salt Lake City. You could stay there. There were really cheap hotels there, which was also a blessing when I had to stay there in a more long-term kind of way. I don't recommend it. Again, well, there's there's the little resorts that are a little bit closer than the big resorts, which are probably the ones you're going to end up going to. If it snows at all in the mountains, you're going to have, it's 45 minutes to, you know, Park City, Deer Valley, all that. If it snows at all, you're going to have trouble on the roads. You might not even be able to get to up to the mountain, or you might have to, you know, put chains on or do something crazy like that. So I would say it's not worth it to stay in Salt Lake City, but it's, it, it, I wanted to mention that, you know, Salt Lake City, because uh, before this whole thing where I had to spend a week there, more than a week, I would just kind of blindly land in Salt Lake City. Colorado is like this too. I would land in Salt Lake City and be like, la, 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 and take a shuttle up to whatever resort I was going to and have no idea about the layout. And sometimes it took a little bit of time to get to the mountain. And sometimes in the middle of snowstorms at night, it would take a little bit longer. So I don't recommend staying in Salt Lake City if you're there for the driving. Plus adding 45 minutes to your day, you want to be on the mountain. If you're going to make the big hoopla and go to Utah to ski, go there to ski and not to drive in a snowstorm. <laughs> or even in very nice weather, go there to ski, stay in the resorts. So I... I'm going to say that I am not as familiar with the smaller resorts. I have included a link uh, that will highlight all of these Utah resorts for you that are around Salt Lake City. The ones that I am going to highlight are Deer Valley, Park City, and the Canyons. Those are the ones that most people end up going to. Those are all kind of clustered together. I've always wanted to go to Alta. I'm a skier, so I love and I'm a skier from before snowboards. I love you guys, snowboards. And when I'm snowboarding, I don't mind snowboards. When I'm skiing, I kind of feel like I'm going to, I don't know, like I'm going to get run over by snowboards. And I wish it wasn't like that. So I kind of, it brings me back to my youth when I go to places like Deer Valley where it's just for skiers. And I've always wanted to try Alta for that reason. So, but that's about all I'm going to say about Alta because again, it's, it's, I haven't been there, so I don't feel like I could speak on it. 
right now. And I also want to highlight the things that the places that most people end up going to. The nice thing about staying in the Park City area, though it is more expensive, is you do have your choice of three huge resorts. And, well, two if you're a, a snowboarder because Deer Valley also only allows skiers. If you are a skier, it is heaven on skis because they get great snow and great conditions. It is the most pricey of the three in terms of just, you know, getting a lunch. I mean, their lunches. I go to places in the east and, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, they have a hamburger that isn't, you know, gross and and like slimy and that's a highlight for me deer valley i remember one of my meals was this gorgeous like green salad with salmon on it and blah 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 but you're paying for that and you're gonna it's just luxury from the beginning to the end which is wonderful i'm just i'm giving you that it's an entire experience it's not just on the slopes in fact here's a very i will say this though (laughs) i have a very funny story about deer valley i've uh, not the unfortunate story, which we won't get into, but my first week skiing in Deer Valley, I was with my family, and there was so much snow. They have like a mid-station, but it kind of, you go up to this little peak from the base lodge, and then you ski down a little bit, this one run, and then you're in the mid, the you know, mid-station lodge so that you can get to the all the other mountains. Well, one of the days I was there, and I took lessons there as a kid, which, by the way, are phenomenal. I just jumped in skill a ton just from a few days' lessons. And they were using high-end technology before before everybody else. Like, I was having my skiing recorded when that wasn't very common thing. So I'd be, I'd be able to watch myself and see where I wanted to correct things. And that I'm sure a lot of places do that now, but that was before a lot of the places had this kind of technology. So I, we, it, there was such a snowstorm and it, we were skiing from the mid station lodge. And I, in, in the midst of this craziness, one by one, it was windy and everything. And I was in a lesson and they had to shut down all of the all of the chairlifts eventually, including the one that gets you back up that little hill to get back down to the base lodge. So we were stuck in the mid-station lodge, which sounds horrible, but I thought it was kind of exciting. So my parents were, I eventually found my parents and, you know, they're all like, what's the deal? Grumble, grumble, grumble. And I was like, this is so fun. (laughs) And I mean, it was, it was a bummer because we couldn't ski anymore, but I was like, what is, I was like, someday, 20 years from now, I'm going to be telling this story on a podcast. Yeah. No, I had no idea. I was like 10. So but the cool thing was then they had to figure out how to get all these people out of the mid-station lodge. So some people took snowmobiles and I ended up getting pulled by a snowmobile. So they had all these handles attached. Imagine going water skiing, except you're on the snow when you're going uphill being pulled by a snowmobile. And then there's like three other people on this rope too. It's kind of like a rope tow. And so we ended up being pulled up the mountain that way. And some people got to ride in the um, in the grooming machines and everything. That's what my my dad did. But I got to get pulled up the mountain, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. It was really exciting for me. And that was my most vivid memory of Deer Valley. So if you consider a problem getting too much snow, 
oh, and by the way, the skiing was awesome the next day. So if, if, if it's a problem for you getting too much snow, then, then you're not going to like this. But my goodness, I thought it was awesome that day. And then the next day going out was just utter joy, pure heaven. So that was my Deer Valley. Park City. I love Park City, too. It can get a little bit more crowded than Deer Valley. It has the snowboards. So if you're a snowboarder, you're going to love it. It is very, there are certain areas that I really prefer. I'm, I'm more of a upper square, especially when I'm out there, like about a square, maybe a few easier diamonds. That's my level of skiing. I do like bumps when I, uh, but not if it's like insanely like a cliff. So just in case you're like, well, what kind of terrain does she like? It's that those are mine my preferences. I'm a, I really enjoy just cruising down blues. Honestly, I don't need to be like, I'm going to go off that cliff and be totally intense and, you know, party on and drink Mountain Dew <laughs> and all that. I'm not that, I'm not that person. I just enjoy being out and playing in the snow and relaxing. So, I mean, I'm happy on a chairlift doing it's like sunny and I could just do that all day. So, so that's my level. So there, there is, it's a very good Blue Mountain Park City. So is Deer Valley. Uh, Deer Valley, ha, well, I've already spoken about Deer Valley. I love Deer Valley, and you'll find something for everything. By the way, the ski school at Deer Valley, amazing for kids. They have so much fun little stuff to do, and they cater to, like, kids who get very bored, who are li little. They cater that to them very well, as much as the older kids who want to do the bumps and the racing and everything. So Park City, I liked it. Got a little crowded. Had a bit of equipment problems, which is, has nothing to do with the mountain, but um, my skis were really not up to snuff for that level of skiing, and I ended up in the doing demos and everything the last time I was there. The other times it was fine, and I really loved the mountain. It, it just did. There's a lot of blues for me, but there's also a lot of challenging runs for those who really like to go off the cliffs and everything. So you'll have a good time there. If you're a, a beginner, I can't say that Park City, even Deer Valley, it's kind of a, a lot of money to spend for using a few runs all day long. I Although if you are going to be out there, go ahead, get better and take a lesson and that you'll get better. You'll get beyond that real fast. But I found that at the end of the day, when you're taking those beginner runs back, it was very crowded. And I find that rather unpleasant. And it actually, if I were a beginner now, I feel like that would be more of a challenge to to be on these circles and learning how to coordinate my skis and having to watch out for other people who are bombing down the mountain from the diamond runs. So that's just a, a cautionary thing for people who are beginner, beginner. But I'm definitely not saying don't do it because even that will be pleasurable once you get on the good snow and it should be easier in powder than in other types of of snow like Sierra Sludge. The canyons I only did a few times. It's a beautiful resort. Again, it's really big, really spread out and you can spend an entire week. Actually, you can spend an entire week on any of these mountains, but the canyons especially and Park City especially. Deer Valley's a little bit smaller, um, but you won't want to leave if you're a skier once you get there. The canyons also allow snowboarders, and the resorts. The resort is 
wonderful. They have a gondola there and you'll really have a fun time. I mean, I really can't, and they have a lot of blues there. They have a lot of, uh, like beginner circles as well. So, but they have, I mean, it's a, it's a nicely varied mountain and they still also get the nice deep powder. They're a little bit outside of Park City though. If there is one downside, if you're not driving, you're gonna have to get the shuttle over the canyons, which is a bit farther than Deer Valley and, and Park City. And actually there are places to stay at the canyons. So if you're just like, I just wanna get to the canyons and that's it, that'll be great. The other cool thing about the canyons is if you, take an early flight in and you want to ski in the afternoon, they will give you a free ticket if you show them the flight ticket for the morning. So you get there, let's say you leave your, wherever you're coming from at four in the morning and you fly in at like, you know, eight or nine and you get to your hotel, drop off your bags and show them your flight ticket from that morning at like 10, they'll let you ski the day, which is a really cool perk about canyons. Park City might do it. I will put that in my notes. I have to double check that just to make sure, but I know that canyons does it. So I've covered the three mountains and I'm also going to highlight here. I have a whole show on packing that I did several weeks ago, a whole podcast, but I wanted to cover that uh, when I go to these areas, uh, Utah in the winter time I I used to pack a ton of stuff like a ton of I used to wear my cute t shirt in case I was gonna go you know like clubbing there's my dog see he always has to get a word in every single show <laughs> see he's like I want to talk about this packing thing so now when I go because I found I'd bring like, oh, I need three pairs of trousers and blah, blah, blah. And when I'm in Vermont, that's fine. But even then, I'm starting to not do that anymore. I bring one pair of ski pants, a pair of long johns, and a pair of either jeans or trousers. And the reason for that is there is so much snow in Utah, and it's up to your knee. So even if you have snow boots, you're going to be standing in snow and it's freezing there, so if you have to wait for a shuttle and you're standing there in jeans and you're up to your knees in snow, they do a good job shoveling, but still. Or sometimes you have to climb over mounds of snow to get to where you're going, even if it's just the bus stop. So I have learned my lesson, and I hate standing outside in a pair of jeans. And even though my top is warm, or if I put long johns underneath, I'm fairly warm. But you know what? Now I just pack my ski pants, which look enough like trousers that I can get away with wearing those for a week and be fine. So I ski in them, I come back, I go to the hot tub, I take a shower, and then I go back out in my ski pants and maybe a nicer top than I was wearing skiing. Definitely not something clubby like a tank top or anything like that, but something cozy warm that's maybe like a cashmere sweater or something like that that will make the ski pants look dressed up. So I just want to emphasize that because usually when I go skiing or when go skiing there's a lot of gear to take. My packing for the summer always is a tiny tiny bag and I have room left over. My packing for the winter especially when I'm skiing is always shoving as much as I possibly can into a bigger bag because even with one pair of ski pants, you have your gloves, you have your hats, you have your hand warmers, you have your toasty 
slippers, you have your toasty socks, you have a big poofy jacket, which you're probably going to wear on the plane, but maybe you have like a couple layers underneath that because you don't know. It's sunny in Utah during the summer, I mean during the winter, so you're going to be skiing and then maybe sweating, so you're going to want to be in layers. So you're going to, and then you have your bathing suit. So you're going to want for like a hot tub or whatever, because a lot of places have hot tubs. So you're going to want to pack as light as possible, leave the many pairs of pants home. I'm also going to emphasize that the Sundance Film Festival is in January. It is insanely crowded during those two weeks, but if you can get a place to stay, the mountains around the festival, which would be Park City, Deer Valley, and the canyons, should be pretty empty because all the visitors, everybody taking up the hotels, are at the festival. So it's a good way to get on the mountain and not have to deal with as many crowds. Of course, you could also just go to the film festival, which is a fun thing to do too. And if you want to look for a place during Sundance to ski or to go to the film festival, a good way to do that is to start checking out Craigslist in the fall, or Craigslist in Los Angeles. And the reason why is because a lot of people in LA, and I've lived in LA, so I can tell you this, are looking, they get their, they rent their room out and it's maybe, it sleeps like 10 people and they have, you know, themselves and three of their friends have put in the money and have, have solidified it, but they need to get another six people in there. So it's a good way to find a room if you're looking to ski during that week or those weeks or you're looking to go to the festival. And it's nice because if you are in the industry, it's a good way to socialize because you get to meet people you're staying with and you get to um, schmooze a bit. It's fun. And so... I would say that you can really luck out there and find an inexpensive way to stay right at the base of the mountain if you start getting in contact with people in the fall. So, and also going back to that packing thing, maybe Sundance you might want to bring heels. I would still say that's a bit silly and most people just wear really cute boots because it's still cold and it's, and even the you know, stars that go out there and, and all those people still wear toasty, toasty clothes because it's no fun being in Utah in the wintertime with open-toed shoes and a tank top. So that's my show for skiing in Utah. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments or anything to add, oh, I was going to add that there are things to do around there. So they have, I believe at Canyons, they have like bobs, not bobsledding, but like a luge kind of thing. Winter park that's not necessarily skiing. There's snowshoeing. Most resorts have this. I remember once, this wasn't Utah, but I injured myself in Colorado and I ended up spending an entire week. I was also around like 11 years old or whatever. I spent an entire week playing video games in their huge, gigantic arcade at the base of the mountain. So there's always stuff to do around there. If you like to shop, Park City has a great downtown area where you can just go into all these galleries and shops and it's really beautiful. If you like to eat, I have to say that Park City is a wonderful place to go to just go and eat comfort food and things you like to eat in January when it's freezing cold. And so even if you if you like to do photography, it's beautiful there. There's nature there. There's cross-country skiing there. 
you have a lot of choices. Or if you want to just chill at a spa or in a hot tub, most places have hot tubs. Most places have like pools, either indoor or outdoor, outdoor. And you always have that option to go do that around Park City. I know there's a Whole Foods up there, which used to be Wild Oats, but now it's Whole Foods. And so you can even get your grocery shopping if you're doing a, you know, vacation, you know, rental by owner kind of thing and staying in somebody's place where you can cook. So there's always choices out there for you. And I just wanted to add that if you're traveling with family who's not into it. Also, and the bar scene's really fun, even though it is Utah. Apreski is always fun, even if it's it's free, you know, people in your family not Apreski, it's Apre Spa. <laughs> so it it should also be thought of as, as a, an activity, regardless of whether you're going skiing or not. That's my show for this week. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will probably be bringing more about skiing next week or in the weeks to come. I can't wait to talk more about it because I love talking about skiing. So thank you for listening. This has been Travel Better Podcasts. I'm Leslie Lello, and I'm wishing you happy travels. <laughs>